Yeah, it was meant to be, can you believe it, the Olympics this year. Yeah. They got mm. cancelled. And 20 years since the Sydney Olympics. Mm. Uh, here's a name that we all know and we all love because uh, he's a gold medalist. <laughs> and I'm sure you're a great bloke too. Grant Hackett, <laughs> good morning, mate. Morning, team. How are you going? Uh, good. Did your heart sink for all the athletes that had been training? Because you know how hard it is. Like, that's, that's your event, you know, to, ha- to have the Olympics cancelled. Did you feel for them? Oh, it's really tough. I mean, it's been a tough year, obviously, on everybody. But um, when you've been training your whole life for that one day every four years, then all of a sudden they go, unfortunately, it's not on this year. We've got to wait till next year and we'll see how things are going there. That's that's a lot to digest because all your training and and obviously trying to peak around that performance Mm. all is to that particular day. And when it gets shifts, it's... um, it's really difficult psychologically, so really feeling for the athletes. We were talking uh, last week about um, your parents forcing you to do sports uh, when you were growing up. Were you forced to get into swimming? Was there a sport that you would have um, preferred to do growing up? It's really, really funny because I'm, I'm so lucky because my brother was six and a half years older than me and he was doing a heap of sports and he was very good and all the talent was with him. No one cared about me. I kind of just followed him around and just did what he did and he ended up doing swimming because he got beaten by two girls in a surf race when he was 10 years old and I was only four, so he was filthy. And so we went down to a local swimming pool and, and both became swimmers. He was state surf champion in six months, so he turned that result around pretty quickly. But um, And it was funny, I remember being in the car when I was 14 years old coming down from state titles and I could hear my mum talking to, to my dad. They thought I was asleep resting in between the heats and finals there at Chandler Pool. And dad goes to mum, uh, I guess we, we did this for Craig, so we, we better support Grant if this is what he wants to do. And, and it was really nice, but it felt like a bit of a hassle too. So yeah, it always I is, mate. It wasn't is. pushed into it. You, you just said there's six and a half years between you and your older sibling. Does that mean you were the whoopsie? The whoopsie? No, no, I wasn't. Actually, I don't, this is coming quite revealing. It mean, would explain why you're a great serious. swimmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. No, it was actually um, my mum had cancer in between the two. So not to wow. say that flippantly by, by mm. any means. But, yeah, that was the, the reason that there was such a big gap. Originally, it was going to be two years. But, yeah, she had cancer. And she's been fine, you know, obviously ever since. She's 75 today and, and doing wonderfully well. Wow. But, yeah, that's the reason we had such a big gap. That's amazing. For yeah, not the, not the answer you no, expected. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, no, I didn't that one coming. Down. No, well, especially especially at our ages, you you know, I'm the same with my my sisters. There's exactly two years. Yeah, it was between. always like bang, 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 yeah, wasn't it? So was, I guess literally, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, my parents are born in 1945, so you sort of anticipate if they have one kid, the next one's coming around the yeah. corner pretty quickly. But yeah. yeah, no, it was it was kind of one of those things where um, they said mum actually couldn't fall pregnant again or anything Ooh, like that, and wow. then. It came around and, um, yeah, here I am today. Well, Thank there you go. it all happened. It does explain the <laughs> swimming thing then. There you it's go. It's a story I've actually never shared before, would you believe? Ah, it's the first th- time I've ever shared that. Saving it for the bio. Now we've ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now what you can write is you go, I was uh, never going to talk about it. And then I joined this radio station, <laughs> B105. I was, and I, I, was, I, was, I was compelled. I was compelled. <laughs> <laughs> does it feel like a lifetime ago from your swimming days? Because, I mean, for... I, I I don't know if we've got as many high-profile swimmers these days that are coming up because we used to just and we still do put you on a pedestal, but, but pedestal. But we come obsessed with you guys as Australian icons. Like it was a lot to live through at a young age. The the huge amount of focus on not just your your swimming but your personal life. Yeah, it was it was quite weird. Um, yeah, I, I always wondered what the intrigue was in my actual life because mm. I thought, yeah, I'm swimming very well and I was I was consistent and obviously being there with the likes of Ian Thorpe and Michael Klim and these guys were winning every single year. Every major meet we went to, 
they didn't just win one gold medal, they won multiple gold medals. And, and I think that just got a lot of attention. And there was a number of people on the team being able to consistently do that. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, it kind of, it slipped over. Someone said to me, no, the reason people are so interested in your personal life is because you've almost gone from athlete into a bit of a celebrity. And I was like, a celebrity? I said, I didn't sign up to be a celebrity as such. But they said, and that's the reason people get more interested in your life and what you're up to. And, and it kind of made a little bit more more sense, um, you know, around that because it, it always sort of confused me because I never went into sport thinking that you want to be famous or want to be well known. Um, I just wanted to perform really well for my country and get a few gold medals if I could. And uh, yeah, it, it was a, a hell of an era, um, you know, being with the likes of Ian Thorpe and then watching, you know, even the, the likes of a Michael Phelps overseas is mm. a very good friend of mine mm. um, come through the sport and do phenomenal things, which brought more attention to the sport, of course, as well. So I was just very, very fortunate to be in and amongst those types of athletes and, and seeing what they could do. But at the same time, it was a very challenging era. Going up against Ian Thorpe and, you know, I think I broke like four world records, but Ian broke them by a little bit further than me in those particular races. Mm. So I ended up with a silver medal, yet a world record at the same time. Wow. So, oh, wow. Um, How, what a yeah. confliction. <laughs> like, you're, so, you're so elated and so disappointed at the same time. Did you ask for a different room? You didn't want to be in his room, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, it's like, mate, no, we're not hanging out tonight. It's not cool. I can't break a world record and finish second. They <laughs> say when you work in an industry that it can ruin the industry for you because you're always surrounded by it and, you know, it's just like if you work in a bar you don't want to go to a bar after work can you hop into a backyard pool and get on a pool pony and have a good time with a pool noodle or is it just ruined oh, for you oh it was so hard i was scared of the bathtub afterwards to be honest <laughs> so when i retired i mean to give a bit of perspective i was swimming you know 15 16k a day six days a week and i trained 49 weeks of the year or, or compete i'd only get three weeks off so once you retire after doing that for 22 years mm. um you, you don't necessarily want to go in a pool these days i do uh, particularly having kids uh, i love going in the water with them and having a bit of fun but yeah, for a while there afterwards, uh, you, you don't want to go near it because you, you're just over it. Wow. Now, we, you know, we did touch on the focus that was around your personal life and, and how people are so concentrated on it. But I think the thing we can take away from your story is, you know, you've had your struggles, you know, with um, all sorts of stuff. You know, we saw the stuff where you went missing from your family and things like that. But you, you've overcome that. Do you feel you now... Um, speak out quite a bit to help other people who are struggling with mental illnesses and addictions and all sorts of things like that? Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, I went through my, my ups and downs for a period there, you know, particularly post a divorce and missing my kids and, and, and really just that whole destabilization, you know, post my, my sporting career and, mm. and not really knowing how to manage that. And the hardest thing for, for me really was just how public everything was. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you're kind of going through a very difficult time trying to find your feet. Um, you're so used to, as an athlete, pushing through adversity and thinking I'll be okay and not asking for help. And obviously, that, that doesn't work when, when mentally, you know, you're sort of confronting a few things. And, you know, for me, I, I learned a lot about myself through that period. It's been, you know, many years since, you know, I've gone through any sort of uh, real downs or, or hit rock bottom, so to speak. But um, I always had that determination that, you know, if you, you focus on the things that are important to you, get back to your own value set and, and get the right people around you, you can certainly start uh, achieving great things again and feeling that deep sense of purpose in life. And yeah. um, it's taken me many years to, to, to be able to do that and manage that. But it's been nice to be able to share that story with a lot of people now and actually help them because the one thing you realize, you know, ups and downs in life are, are not going to be unfamiliar to any single person. They go to varying degrees, of course, but 
if you can, you know, go through your own stuff, come out on the other side of it, and help other people out, then it's it's worth it. Well, you can, when you hear your schedule, you can completely you can completely understand it because that's a huge block of time that you were doing one thing, like sixteen hours swimming, and it, like it would fill up your whole time, and then you take that one thing away, and you're just sitting there, you know. Yeah, it was funny. It, it wasn't too bad for me like that because I actually studied. I've done my master's degree, and, and and you know I was working in banking. You know, literally three or four weeks after my swimming career. I, I think for me it was more, you know, a lot of my personal life um, yeah. unraveled post my sporting career, and that was the really difficult thing to navigate through. And as a dad, I, I mean, I just I love and adore my kids, and and when things were very very difficult through that particular phase and, and things were falling apart there, I, I just didn't know where to turn. And I was so used to going through adversity as an athlete and overcoming an injury or an illness and, and getting the result that I didn't really know how to ask for help. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. was, I was impervious to it. I didn't know how to be vulnerable was probably the biggest thing. And um, I really had to learn a lot about myself and, and what I needed to do to, to get back to being more of me um, and, and the things that I wanted to be. And uh you know, but you go through ups and downs through that, and then when it's so public, it's just so it's just so exaggerated and, yeah. and amplified, and there's so much innuendo and speculation and, and hurtful things that aren't accurate whatsoever that that are put out there as well. When you go through those periods, and that that just exacerbates it all, and it makes you want to hide and isolate even more, and all of that. But um, you know, there is there is a pathway through. You know, life's short, and you want to try and make the most of it. And uh, very fortunate, you know, the last few years of my life have been great. I've you know, running an outstanding investment firm now. I've got a, you know, had a, a kid this year, little little Eddie, and he's absolutely gorgeous. My fiance Charlene is so supportive. So you can turn things around, and uh, but you know, it takes a lot of hard work. Mm. And I think there's so many parents that have been separated from their children through, um, you know, divorce that can relate as well. Mm. But to make the headlines for it would have been extraordinary hard. Um, yeah. Were you planning a wedding this year? We we were nope. yeah right okay yeah yeah sorry yeah. good one should, should, should have been last month actually uh. <laughs> oh. we're we're stuck down here in Melbourne look look we'd we'd love to to get um you know married as, as as soon as possible obviously and then you know probably try and have an actual wedding um sometime next year but uh, yeah the, the world's been turned on its head this year obviously with COVID nineteen mm. so. Um, the, the only good thing about being stuck down here in Melbourne that I do get to spend a lot of time with my, my family down here. I unfortunately can't travel up to Queensland, obviously, with the borders being closed and, you know, the amount of cases that we've seen down here over the past few months. But at the same time, working from home hasn't been all bad. You know, through the day, I get to see little Eddie, who's, who's only eight months now. So yeah. those sorts of bonding experiences that I'm having through this period are quite nice. But I am looking forward to getting back to sort of some normality. And, yeah, certainly having that wedding, it's going to be an exciting time. Well, good on you, mate. We really appreciate your time this morning. Um, great to chat to you and uh, great to hear everything's gone uh, good. Grant Hackett, no, nice talking to you. No worries. Mate. Thanks for your time, guys. Much appreciated.